This is Dave Chang. And Chris Ying. We are the hosts of Recipe Club. You may have listened to it before, but we are now back on the air, new and improved, with the same hosts that lose every week. I still don't know what the rules are because they've changed as well. Chris, can you give a quick rundown? Every week, we debate the best way to cook the things you want to eat. We take a user, listener, submitted recipe, and we all cook it with our friends, Priya Krishna, Rachel Kong, Brian Ford, and John DeBerry. And then we talk about what went right and what went wrong. No, I actually really don't want to do this podcast. (laughs) And they are hardly our friends. They are enemies. They are enemies. It's Dave's civil disobedience. If you want to see Dave Chang in an act of civil disobedience, tune into Recipe Club where he will not follow the recipe. I'm contractually obligated (laughs) to make this podcast. (laughs) But I'm here to have a good time. So listen to Recipe Club every week on the Ringer Podcast Network. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on, I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, Tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit jiffylube.com. This episode is brought to you by Thomas's. Thomas's presents Pondering the Bagel with Tom. Oh, the paradox of the bagel. Tis crunchy yet soft. Tis filling yet has a hole. Tis a vehicle for spreads, but only travels from toaster to plate. Thomas's. Huzzah! A toast to breakfast. Welcome to Tea Time. This is a weekly pop culture podcast on the Ringer Podcast Network. I'm Liz Kelly. I'm Kate Hallowell. And I'm Amelia Wedemeyer. And today we're checking in with some spring streaming recommendations. Uh, Vanessa Hudgens' Paranormal Activity. <laughs> and the final Hunger Games movie. <laughs> we so did sad. it. Yeah. We did it. Okay, Tea Time is checking in with streaming recommendations, and we filled this out. For a time, it was mostly Kate, because this was Kate's idea to put this in here. Um, Go ahead. Why don't we just hand it right to you? Listen, first of all, I just want to say this category was empty until tomorrow or yesterday afternoon. And so I (laughs) stepped forward and said, let's do our usual go-to on a slow week. It's been a while. Uh, And then I was like, you know what? I actually have something to contribute. I have a lot of things to contribute this week because I love that like I think of watching TV as a productive experience. Like Mm -hmm. normally I am not good at the streaming recommendations because I used to find it difficult to get through like full seasons or even episodes of television. (laughs) My thing was like, I never finished series. I've been way better about it lately. And I think about it like most people I think consider like reading books. <laughs> like I'm like, oh my God, you guys, um, I've been watching so much TV. And I'm like, please <laughs> clap. Uh, whereas I think most people would be like, that's that's not a productive use of your time. Um, so really quick, watched a lot of recent series and some not recent series. Gonna give you lightning fast uh, recommendations, reviews. Ready? Great. Ready. Yeah. Okay. 
Bridgerton season two. No one else on this podcast watches this, right? Mm-mm. No. You guys, it's I watched it's the moment. Of it's season me too. <laughs> yeah, I watched same. the important stuff and then didn't really feel like uh, season two. Okay, season two, a lot less sex, which people were like bummed about, but actually mm-hmm. it's better. I think it's a oh, lot better than season sure. one. Personally. Um, mm-hmm. but I think they're screwed from here because the rest of the Bridgerton siblings suck and they've just already used up the two that are good. So we'll see. And it's <laughs> the spin-off to it's two com- it's a different love story with two different people now. Right. So they're right? going yeah. through the siblings. So like first oh. season was like the oldest sister and the Duke guy. Second season, older brother, and then this girl who comes in, oh. like rocks his world. Whoa. So each, each like book and each season it's gonna be a different oh. sibling but there are like four siblings left and they're all just like garbage so mm. oh, no. uh, yeah so it's gonna be tough we'll see they'll save it somehow i'm sure but season two good better than season one great um starstruck i don't know if anyone has watched this it's like mm-hmm. a short rom-com on hbo um season one got like really really good reviews it's just like quirky and fun and uh it season two i really wanted to like it but it was just too awkward for me to make it through. People rave mm. about this show. And I was like, yes. And I, I think I would really like it if I could do it. But it's one of those where like my secondhand embarrassment, I just can't. I, it's just too awkward. Mm. Uh, and I couldn't do it. So I Yikes. tapped out midway through. Um, I've been watching <laughs> recently uh, Our Flag Means Death, which is Taika Waititi's oh. like pirate comedy on HBO. You have been watching a lot yeah. of stuff. This yeah. is so like midway for through that. Impressive. Gotta say, gotta say. I have never been attracted to Taika Waititi specifically before in my life. Something Uh about him as a pirate, (laughs) it's it's working for me. I think it's the leather pants. (laughs) Nice. Um, So that's fun. Uh, I got Apple TV finally. So I finally watched Ted Lasso. Oh, congrats. Uh, First season? (laughs) First season? Great. Loved it. Delightful, charming, quirky. Second season? Trash. Terrible season. Oh, Kate, they, don't you know this is an anti-Ted Lasso podcast? It, I'm, <laughs> I'm now I'm now primarily anti-Ted Lasso just Good. because the second season was so well bad. I actually couldn't believe it. I don't know what happened. Uh, oh, really funny. terrible. And then speaking of shows that fell off the deep end, I think I'm the last person on earth still watching Killing Eve. Uh, the wow. series the series finale is this weekend. Oh, um, wow. Hmm. Even I have struggled to finish this. And like watching these screeners is just a chore. I have the finale screener, but I'm putting off watching it because I just don't care. Damn. So yeah, it's tough. Uh, Yeah. Are you going to be watching the spinoff that they gave to the lady who's in Killing Eve? They gave us Killing Eve spinoff. Yeah, it's the it's the woman who plays Aunt Petunia in Harry Potter. Carolyn, a Carolyn spinoff. Wait, how did I miss this news? I love her. I'm googling it as we speak. Killing Eve spinoff focus on Carolyn. Wow, one day ago they announced it. Oh my god, I will watch that. I actually on will. The pulse, the <laughs> Killing Eve. I pulse. will. Incredible. Yeah, that's great <laughs> news. Uh, and as you know, I can't quit Killing Eve clearly because I'm you the can't. last person alive <laughs> continuing to watch it. So that's confirmed. Uh, great. They just keep me coming back. Okay, so those are my <laughs> lightning round reviews. Um, Thank you for that. In my new television watching television watching era. Nice. Um, really quick, wanted to look ahead. Uh, yesterday, the trailer dropped for Crush, which is a movie that's coming out on Hulu on April 29th. I think it looks delightful. It's Super like a, it's a queer comedy starring Rowan Blanchard and L.D.E. Cravajo, who played Moana. Mm, yes. Um, and they're both queer in real life. It's this fun, like quirky rom-com where like Rowan Blanchard's character is in love with this girl and she joins the track team to impress her. Aww. And the girl's sister ends up uh, having to like teach her and coach her. And obviously she ends up 
you know, falling in love with the sister instead of the main original girl. Right. Um, and it just looks really cute and fun. And uh, yeah, that comes out at the end of the month. So I'm looking Real forward to that. Real looks so, it like acts like just so cute in this Aww. movie. And really cute. Great physical comedy, like great timing. Even in this trailer, I was like hooked on this like two minute yeah. trailer. I watched really? it a couple of times. Plus like, you know, it's always fun when it's like, they're not coming out. Like, you know what I mean? It's just like mm. a normal high school romance. Like everyone's already out. It's like not a big deal. Right. Their parents already know. Like there's no like big drama. Like it doesn't mm. matter that it's not yeah. like a heterosexual romance. It's just like a regular so, high school rom-com. Yeah, totally. Uh, so it looks really cute and I'm excited nice. for that. Yeah. Speaking of looking ahead and getting excited about things, um, guys, the to all the boys sized hole in our hearts is being <laughs> filled because Netflix has officially ordered 10 episodes of the Kitty spinoff, oh. which she, are you excited? Okay, we were oh we God. were moderately anti-kitty occasionally <laughs> okay. on this podcast. Okay. But she, I'm with you, Liz. She messed up a lot, but as a younger sister, I shall always ride for Kitty. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, so it's a To All the Boys I Love Before spinoff, obviously. It's called XO Kitty. Um, Anna Catherine is returning to her character, obviously. So it's 10 nice. episodes, 30 minutes long. Here's the description. So teen matchmaker Kitty Sonkovi thinks she knows everything there is to know about love. But when she moves halfway across the world to reunite with her long distance boyfriend, she'll soon realize that relationships are a lot more complicated when it's your own heart on the line. Cute. This is cute stuff, you guys. I'm in. I'm in. That's Um, sweet. So yeah, Jenny Han is set to return, write, help kind of like steer this ship. And she says, so obviously it's only the 10 episode order right now, but she says that hopefully we get maybe guest appearances from the one and only Noah Centineo and Lena Condor. So, I mean, they've got nothing else going on for the most part. So might as well come back. Fingers crossed. Might as well. Fingers crossed. Um, And then more recently, things I've actually been watching. Millie, I know you're going to be talking about waiting time. I have thoughts as well. I've been roped (laughs) into that against my will, but I've also been watching the dropout on Hulu. Um, which is really good. I love Amanda Seyfried. And yeah. the Prestige TV podcast has been covering that. So, you know, go it's to true. them for your real reviews, but have been watching and is um, pretty good. It's good. So, yeah. Okay. It's on my list. Nice. Yeah. Really, what do you got? Well, uh, honestly, I'm here to give some streaming disappointments and to tell good. you not to watch. It's all about Sorry. balance. It's all about it balance. Is. It really yeah. is. Um, first up, we have Pam and Tommy. Mm. I <laughs> was really excited for this series. Then I felt a little bad. I was shamed, rightfully so, for being excited because it, about this series that is essentially, yeah, built around uh, you know a woman's trauma that she didn't really approve. But turns out, I watched the first three episodes and I was like, oh man, this could have been a movie. This could have been <laughs> a two-hour movie and you've somehow milked it out to be, I don't, I don't know how long. I think that it's like an eight-episode series maybe? Eight or ten? Mm. I don't know. It's too long. I don't care. It's just like, okay, I don't, I really, this is boring to me. It was boring to me. Sorry. It's I, just a I stopped series. watching too. I didn't finish it. Did you finish it, it? Did you get all the way through? I stopped at the third episode. I was yeah, like, this is, I, I can't two. do this anymore. And, and I was so excited for it, but it's just mm-hmm. like, it's not good. It's just not, it's boring. It's literally boring, which is so weird because they seem like the least boring people in the world, but somehow mm-hmm. it's super boring. Even though the story from which it's based is this um, Amanda Chicago story in the Rolling Stone, um, which you can find online. And it is 
a much more thrilling story to read, to be honest. And normally I don't hmm. support reading, but on this occasion <laughs> I do. I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> we can say this while Kai is not here. Yeah, you only exactly. Like <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay. But anyway, yeah, I always support Seth Rogen, but I guess in this case I don't. I'm sorry, Seth. I still That's love funny. you, but no. And then for against my better judgment, I said, you know what? I will give winning time. The Lakers... <laughs> Rise to prominence based on the Showtime Lakers of like the 70s and 80s, I think. Um, you know, they obviously didn't call it show, even though they're called the Showtime Lakers, they called it winning time because they didn't want to confuse people with Showtime, the streaming service, um, which is insane to me. It's like, you know what? If, if you felt that way, why don't you just name it something completely different? <laughs> don't even try to name it anything close. Just name it magic and Kareem or something like that, you know, but they didn't, they didn't do that. So, um, besides that, I, I've been watching every week and each week it gets worse. It's mm. a lot of breaking the fourth wall, which, uh, is a noted characteristic of Adam McKay, you know, mm-hmm. uh, which is fine, but it's, he does it so often. It's just like, okay, thanks. Um, this is just lazy writing at this point. Um, <laughs> and honestly, it's just not, good. It's really boring. And again, it's boring. There's not a bunch of, there's a backstage drama of like, where am I going to get the money? And it's like, I yeah. don't, you, well, you got it because this is a true series. So we, so we know, you know, right. and what do you think? Me, me and you are not real sports fans. I know you get into it depending on the sure. time of year and like <laughs> what's happening, but mm-hmm. we can get into like content and TV shows and movies that are about sports. Like that's not really the problem, but I have been roped in to watching this at home because there's one, you know, one TV and we have to pick and choose what we (laughs) watch and compromise on. And I cannot stay focused. I can't do it. It's not for me. I open up my laptop every time and I'm trying to be more purposeful when you watch things and like not be on your phone and other, but I cannot I can't help it. I, I can't I either. I not at all. I drift to other websites. I'm like, mm, yeah. online shopping. Uh, Do you guys remember when Bo Burnham was going to be Larry Bird in that show? Oh, my God. Yeah. Is that he was not? the only time. <laughs> no, he. I mean, if you're watching it, you know that he's not, right? Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. But, but he, he originally was Larry cast. Yet, I don't think. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, originally he was going to be Larry Bird. And everyone was like, oh, my God, this is incredible casting. And I was like, maybe I'll watch this just because, I don't know, I want to see Bo Burnham try to play basketball. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then he dropped out, which I guess he saw what the rest of us are now seeing. <laughs> Um, but yeah, that was the only time I was tempted to watch this. And I'm sad that, uh, yeah, I'm sad that he didn't do it just as a general acting experiment, but uh, I guess I'm glad that he got out. Yeah. You can skip this, Kate, with all your TV viewing. Cool. I was just going to say, definitely skip. It's boring. And, um, it's too bad. Yeah. But some reality TV stepping in to save the day. I will tell you this. Yeah. Um, before the 90 days, is incredible this season. Um, I've got some people I I really hate, some women I'm really rooting for. um, uh, And they're on, I think, the second maybe of three reunion shows that are going on right now. And it's everything I've ever wanted. So um, highly recommend watching before the 90 days. Thank you, TLC. Yeah. Great. All right, let's keep it moving. Next category, not worth the tea. This week in social media and relationship news. This first piece should have been way bigger than it is. I'm kind of annoyed at this point at what this turned into. Uh, Originally, it was reported that Travis and Courtney got married, which was huge. Page Mm -hmm. six ran away with it. And then now it turns out it was just practice, um, Mm. which is so disappointing and annoying and clickbaity. But of course, I had to read into this because I can't stay away. So um, 
Page Six and reported this and said that the two got married post Grammys in, or, you know, I don't know what, without a license. So it doesn't really count. Um, in Las Vegas in a chapel with an Elvis impersonator <laughs> after the Grammys late at night at like, you know, 2 a.m. So the only interesting part I found about the story was something Kaya sent us, which is that the two of these people, Courtney and Travis, because they just, they are fucking doing it for the Instagram and to be like, cool. They said they would not show up until the owner, this guy, Marty Frierson of the One Love Wedding Chapel, locked down an Elvis Presley impersonator to officiate. Like they would not go unless they had him like secured and in the venue. And they did. Um, and yeah, you know, they're posting things. I'm looking at Travis's Instagram, Courtney's Instagram. It's it, it, yeah. it's just so annoyed, but it's fake. Well, it, it did not count. So they will have some big lavish party to actually get married. So this is just like for the Instagram, which I find annoying. <laughs> that is annoying. Out of the that is of annoying. And you know what else is annoying? I think they copied... Sophie Turner and Joe Jonas. Yeah. Agreed. Literally the same thing. They too had the Elvis impersonator. They also got <sighs> married, whatever, in Vegas and yeah. after an award show. I, that screams a little too that close is true. for comfort, you know? You know what? This is classic. This guy, Marty First, and I'm shocked that he didn't sign like a tight enough NDA, but he said that they, Travis and Courtney were accompanied by four other people who recorded the entire thing quote, from every angle on their iPhones, which is just, they're doing it for the content. Of course. Yep. <sighs> All right, we'll keep moving. Anyway, that's <laughs> annoying. Um, next one, Kate. Uh, I have to say, Netflix and Saturday Night Live really gave Tea Time a gift this week. Uh, Pete Davidson on Saturday Night Live uh, created an ode to, quote, short-ass movies. And mm. all about the beauty of movies that are under an hour and a half, which Tea Time has been banging that drum Ever since the beginning of cringe mode, really. Uh, we love every time we have a movie that's anywhere around 90 minutes. It's the first highlight. Just every time. Yep. Uh, so Netflix ran with this and created uh, a section on their on their platform called short-ass movies. So if you type short-ass movies into Netflix, it brings up uh, a variety of options all under 90 minutes. And I think in the name of self-care, we have to exclusively choose our cringe mode options from there going forward. Now I'm extremely into that idea. The options mm -hmm. are not great. Uh, mm. We've got like Peter Rabbit 2. Uh, I'm just going off of memory. I looked it up earlier. <laughs> like Texas Chainsaw Massacre 3. No! Um, I like Yes Man, I think mm. is on there. Just uh, really tough stuff. And uh, <laughs> but they made it easy for us. And I think we should consider it just since they gave us this gift. Uh, and since we watched several like two and a half hour movies in the past couple of weeks, yeah, mm -hmm. uh, it's looking better. It's looking better. Nothing worse. And it's like Wednesday evening after we finish our actual real jobs. <laughs> and then I have to fire up a cringe mode and I click on it. It's like two hours and 30 minutes. And I'm like, why? Why? Why, why do I do this? this <laughs> <laughs> um, so thank you, Netflix. Yeah. Yeah. I appreciate it. I do. Yeah. Same. All right. Next one, Amelia. Yes. Okay. So this was going around Twitter because um, entertainment writer Mike Ryan tweeted on April 4th that he had heard a story about, you know, Jared Leto, known method actor, slowing down the shooting of 
his new film, Morbius, because he was so committed to playing Michael Morbius, so much so that he would, quote, walk with a limp to the bathroom, and it took 45 minutes every time, and that he eventually um, had a compromise with him being sped with a wheelchair to the bathroom <laughs> because it was taking him so goddamn long to go because he was in character <laughs> as Michael Morbius, who apparently I have not seen the movie yet, but that movie's also yet. been clowned on. As if you're going to see it. <laughs> right, exactly. Because Michael Morbius's thing is that apparently he suffers from a rare blood disease that renders him weak and pretty much immobile. Um, anyway, mm. so all this went down. He ended up talking to Daniel Espinoza, who is the director of Morbius, and he asked if this was true. There was a, a long question, and Daniel responded with, yes. Wow. wow. I I love that the wheelchair is what they went with instead of being like, let's get him a porta potty like right next oh. to every single place that we're shooting. <laughs> or like, like, how far away are the bathrooms? Was it... Like I just, question. I have so many questions about how it could possibly take anyone 45 minutes to get to it. Even with, even yeah. walking as slowly, like it must really have been walking slowly. I, <laughs> or like, I guess <laughs> I'm trying to think, cause obviously none of us have seen the movie. Um, right. and I did, I saw the trailer a few times and it oh, seems so like many he's times. In, <laughs> so many times. It seems like there's <laughs> maybe like a couple exotic locations. So maybe that, maybe, yeah, yeah, you know, maybe that was it. Yeah, but, I, this this trailer played for like three years. This movie was supposed to come out like pre-pandemic. We've been watching the Morbius trailer oh, ahead of really? every movie for like the past, literally the past like two and a half years. Uh, it finally is out. And I just, method actors, let's just, can we just ban them? Like from, it's, it's always the, the most annoying people. Like you're never like, is. oh, great. Like that seemed to work for you. And like, I'm so glad that this was your process. You know, it's yeah. like never something, or it's never like, someone playing a nice character or being like never kind and funny to people when they normally aren't, you know, like no right. one has ever improved their personality yeah, when they're being a, a method actor. It's never for the better. That's yeah. so true. And uh, you so know, annoying. we've heard him mailing rats to like Margot he's the worst Roby, one. and he's really bad. And you know, he got so much freaking glee out of making everyone wait for 45 minutes. So just so he could it's just yeah. I that is uh he is so <laughs> annoying. I'm sorry. Terrible, terrible God. to work with. It's like, uh, oh, Jared has to go pee. And everyone waits. And he's just yeah. like limping across. Oh my God. Ridiculous. What an annoying person. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I don't mean to be mean, but that is that's you're ruining people's lives. So yeah, anyway. people are on the clock here. Try to be responsible. Come on, man. They really are. Um, um, next one, I'm so excited for you yeah, to talk about this. Similar, similar, similar actually. Yeah. Exactly. And okay, I just, I hate Mark Wahlberg. I'm sorry. <laughs> I just really don't like him. Um, We're in the haterific era of this podcast. Yeah, we are. Exactly, <laughs> yeah. Um, so he talked to ET Canada, Mark Wahlberg, um, about gaining 30 pounds in six weeks to play Father Stu, who apparently is a real guy and is a boxer who was a, a priest. And then he was like, actually, I'm going to take up boxing. So Mark Wahlberg said that he ended up eating a bunch of food, high in proteins and carbs and starches, including full glasses of olive oil. Oh. He chugged glasses of olive oil. I'm talking about... The stuff that you buy at the grocery store that is like that light kind of yellow color that you use to season foods to use to I don't really cook that much, but <laughs> you, you know, can't your think of a single stuff. use for olive oil. Yeah. 
<laughs> but you know, you use it when you're cooking. Yes, you do. That and, and you know, yes. Jennifer Lopez puts it on her face. Well, he was right. consuming it orally. Right. Okay, here, here's doing. my thing. First of all, putting on yeah. 30 pounds in six weeks. Oh, not that fucking hard. Like actually, oh. not that hard. You've I've been on this. 12 <laughs> pounds in a week on a vacation. Dead serious. Like it's not that hard. Second of all. He did it in an incredibly inefficient way. First of all, mm. your body can only process so much protein. So like he's eating, he says he's eating a dozen eggs, a dozen pieces mm-hmm. of bacon, two baked potatoes, a porterhouse oh steak, God. two bowls of white rice and a glass of olive oil. Like <laughs> that extra protein, first of all, is doing nothing for you. Second mm. of all, these aren't even high calorie foods for the most part. Kate, like, you don't think he has like a full-time 24-7 nutritionist who's like, Okay, Here's but he food. said, he said, I, I tried to do it in a healthy way. First two weeks were high um, protein. Second two weeks were a lot of carbs. Last two weeks were starches to get as bloated as or sodium to get as bloated <laughs> as possible. I'm like, just eat ice cream. Like, it's, yeah, oh, you're really, gonna, yeah, you're yeah, gonna yeah, lose yeah. it after this anyway. So like, you're trying to gain fat. You're like, you're not gonna be. I just can't do. It. I no, like, this is annoying. not a healthier way. Chugging olive oil is not healthier than eating six donuts. Like, I right? Don't, but he's tricked himself into thinking that. And right. this same it's way with Jared Leto. Yeah, that he's a anno- he's doing it in the most annoying way, right. making people wait for forty five minutes just so he could take a piss. This guy is doing it like I'm actually healthy. I don't Ooh, eat it's the actually donuts. So and hard. Blah, blah, blah. I can't. Exactly. I'm like, just eat a pizza. Like, just I, eat a pizza. <laughs> right? It doesn't have to be like this. It's so <laughs> stupid. And then he was continuing. His, it's like continuing your workout routine is like fine. Like oh. you want to, you know, whatever, keep your muscle, whatever. What, uh, but mm. you do not have to be chugging olive oil. You can exactly. just eat ice cream. Like I can't, I can't. you're not healthier because you're drinking chugging, olive oil. Uh, I know, but he, he truly thinks that in his mind. And so you know stupid. what? It's disgusting. And what's even more disgusting <laughs> in a movie that looks horrible, <laughs> is probably like at a 2% on Rotten Tomatoes, is that this movie also stars Mel Gibson. Wow. Which is, and not Throw only that, all away. I'm sorry, I know some of you, I don't know who you are, but I know some of you like uh, Mark Wahlberg, but I just want to make you think for a second. This guy has willingly starred in a movie with Mel Gibson, not once, but twice. This is the second time after Daddy's Home or whatever the fuck that movie was. This is the second yeah. movie he starred in with Mel Gibson willingly. Plus, he has all sorts of other shit that he's done. Come on. And other, yeah, just, yeah, yeah, he's assaulted I a man can't. and called yeah. him slurs. And it's, yeah. Mark Wahlberg is not a good person. So, for, uh, I guess, overall, olive oil, least of our issues with this. But <laughs> right, uh, yeah, well, right. add it to the list. Add it to the list because okay. it annoys me as well. Mm-hmm. I have something that's going to make you guys happy. I have okay. some good news Bring for you guys. Bring us back up. Okay. okay. I have good news. It will unite us all at tea time. And this is Vanessa Hudgens speaking to ghosts. What Thank else? You the so only much. thing that can unify us at this point and make us happier. It's true. Okay. She went on the Kelly Clarkson show. This is mm. big. She was telling Kelly Clarkson. It's a pretty cute interview. I, I love Kelly Clarkson. I love watching mm-hmm. this club for tea time. But anyway, they get into the paranormal. She says a couple of quotes that I actually want to just kind of read verbatim because me summarizing is just not going to hit the same yeah. as when, and I highly recommend looking up um, this video. So she basically is talking about how her uh, relationship with the paranormal and the other side goes way back. She says, I remember getting ready for school when I was eight years old. And there was like, you know, those ducks that like is the duck thing that you pull. It's a toy. There mm. was one of those on the dining room table and I started walking and it just started going alongside me. <laughs> Okay. okay. Mysterious. Okay. I kind of shut it down for a while because it's scary. The unknown is scary. 
which is true. Huh. But then she says, she realizes that this is a gift and something that I have the ability to do. So I'm going to lean into it. Oh. So like, I'm watching it. I have a couple questions because I feel like those that she, the string could have been somewhere where the, the duck like was pulled or like maybe mm-hmm. it was all wound up on accident. But regardless, that was an experience that she had um, that she thinks is right. Mm-hmm. Okay. So she said she started doing like paranormal investigations. So she has this thing called a spirit box, which is a device that scans radio frequencies really quickly. Mm. Something about the electricity uh, it, that it creates allows spirits to speak through it. So Kelly Clarkson's sitting there and she's like, oh, okay, okay. She said, she's so sweet and accommodating. She's like, yes. cool. Yeah. Tell me about that. <laughs> and she's Kelly. like really leaning in like so authentically. Okay, so Vanessa Hudgens goes to a graveyard late at night with her best friend. They take this device, the spirit box, and they like want to speak to the other side. So they turn on the machine, they introduce themselves to the spirit, and then they ask this box slash spirit if he could tell them their own names. And then we just hear, this is a quote from Vanessa, just like stag noise, like, shh, Vanessa, shh. So the spirit literally said the word Vanessa to them. Via Are you guys comprehending? Box. Yes. Wow. Some voice inside this box literally said the word Vanessa. And then Vanessa was like, oh my God. And then she was like, do you have anything else you want to tell us to the spirit box? And the spirit box goes, nope. <laughs> so that was it. That was her paranormal experience. Wow. And she's been talking to them. You guys, this is big news. I mean, does the government know? Are we going to be utilizing Vanessa Hudgens? Uh, incredible six sensibilities to be, you know, researching. I don't know. Uh, I, don't, I feel like we're not the next life. Like, we're not I mean, giving this enough like, weight. Like, it seems like the people need to. I don't know. Understand this didn't more. Didn't Demi Lovato do something very similar? Maybe Demi can get with Vanessa and they can hunt ghosts and aliens together or something. Like a oh, former sh- Disney yes. star ghost hunting show. Y- yes. Yes. I would Amelia. Watch that. Maybe that's uh, what yes, they're laying the groundwork for. Look, Maybe. you guys know I believe in some, I and I'm do. very I fearful, and I respect the other side if anyone is listening. <laughs> but the idea of this box going, shh, Vanessa, shh, is a little bit beyond my own personal, like, you know, <laughs> and reality, and but nope. yeah. who knows? That who knows? I would love to see the box. Hmm. I would love to, to just see what this, it looks like. This box, yeah, that her assistant assembled and put a microphone yeah, like inside. <laughs> <laughs> has like a transmitter radio, it's like just, it's yeah. just a parking lot being like, Vanessa. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <Right>. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I okay, have a lot I'm of really, questions about the box. I do too. We could have put this in basically any category we cover <laughs> yeah. and it fits. So thank yeah. you to Vanessa Hudgens. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, Tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit jiffylube.com. This episode is brought to you by Anytime Fitness. 
We're not all professional athletes, but we all have health goals. That's why Anytime Fitness gives you access to personalized plans and support from a coach. Plus, you can track your training, nutrition, and recovery progress with the Anytime Fitness app, just like the pros. With 24-7 access to more than 5,000 gyms worldwide, get more from your gym membership. Visit anytimefitness.com to try it for free today. Terms, conditions, restrictions, all apply. See website for details. This episode is brought to you by cars.com. When you add your car to your garage on cars.com, you'll unlock access to real-time insights into how much your car is worth. Plus, view its historical and projected value to decide when to sell. So when the time is right, you can secure an instant offer from a local dealership or sell it yourself on cars.com. Start tracking your car's value with your garage on cars.com. Okay, let's do cringe mode. We are finishing up our Hunger Games saga. It's the last installment of these movies. It's Mockingjay Part 2. We're close. We're almost done. So, Kate, you want to do the plot? Uh, Yeah. I had to actually really pay attention to this one because, as it turns out, I had not seen a single second of this movie. Yeah. Um, I did not remember very much. Uh. This movie is just like one big battle, basically. Mm-hmm. They're getting ready for the battle at the beginning. They, she's, uh, Katniss is going to go kill President Snow. Um, she is sort of working within the constraints of the rebels' forces that she's fighting with. They don't really want her to do that. They have, you know, kind of other iffy plans. Uh, basically, the, the, most of the movie is them trying to get to President Snow to kill him. Um, a lot of people die. Finnick dies. He gets eaten by some Ugh. gross, like, Ooh. mutt things Rest and then blown peace. up. Um, they're good. like all these, they call them, they say the word pods a lot in this movie, which is actually very disorienting when you're making a pod about this movie. I was like, oh, yes. Yes. Uh, they say pods all the time because they are, they call like these um, obstacles that they've sort of placed around the city pods. So like one pod could be an explosion and another pod could be holding these gross alien things. And like, you know, they all just have, you know, sort of like the Hunger Games, basically, which they do make a joke about. Um, but yeah, a lot of people die. Uh, Finnick dies. Um, Herschel Ali dies. Mm-hmm. And basically, like, they finally, Gail and Katniss finally go to kill President Snow. Uh, some capital kids, like, get blown up in front of, oh. they drop some bombs on some kids. The war yeah. ends because people are like, oh, my God, the Capitol bombed our own children. Like, we can no longer support President Snow. Turns out. Snow tells Katniss that it was actually President Coin all along, the rebel president. Mm. So then Katniss kills President Coin when she's supposed to kill President Snow in this like big execution moment. Um, and that was then, sick. yeah, because mm-hmm. she knows that it was actually her. Oh, yeah, Prim dies too, her sister, uh, who's there to take care of the kids. Uh, and then it all ends happily, not really happily ever after, but <laughs> no, it does uh, not. The final scene is like Katniss and Peta in a field with their kids talking yeah. about you know how they how they survived and how they've recovered sort of not really from the trauma so what did, did i miss not, anything big no movie? that was good no, that was good <laughs> no. we'll get to we'll get to the details as we go i guess mm-hmm. all right let's do the highlights let's start positive amelia i mean i didn't really know where to throw this because <laughs> i'll be honest i was i was paying attention but I did have to rewind uh-huh. a few times because I wasn't totally paying attention. And then this one time, I, I don't know what happened. I look up and they're battling these. I don't even know what to, they look like those characters, those aliens from Prometheus, like the yeah. bald head. That's what they look like. And they were battling them. They they consume poor Finnick. 
Um, and I was like, wait, when did this become an alien sci-fi movie? Because th- this is alien sci-fi territory. What is going on? It got these scary. Are, these aren't robots. These are literally aliens. I'm so confused. They called them like the mutts. I think because, you know, they like create those things in the very first movie that are like hunting her at the end. Like yes. those beastie things. Right. Yeah, yeah, but those are like so dogs. Same, like, right. They, they re- definitely redesigned these to look less like they were supposed to, I think. They look like the aliens. They, they leaned yeah, they really sci-fi into this because yeah. the other... The first movie, those things, they were they were dog-like enough and they were obviously morphed with other shit. But like right. this looks watching like a, this actually felt like we were watching some dumb like alien movie. You know, it looked yeah, like, like there's a million yes, of them. Totally. Yeah. These creepy splice characters. Yeah. 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 Also, it and just then, got scary. I was like, oh, this is a scary movie. Oh yeah. my god, tell me about it. I know. And then there's this one character that helps him at the very end. I just, and then it turns out President Snow kind of turns her into this like half animal, half person being. But I was like, the people in the Capitol started with like funny colored hair and like lipstick, tutus. (laughs) And then now there's this woman who's like actually a tiger woman (laughs) who helps him. And I'm like, what? Let's keep it. It escalated. It escalated quickly. Yes. (laughs) In the world that we have established previously. It felt like we were like on an alien planet for this movie. And I, yes, yes, it did. Yeah. Different vibe for sure. For sure. Um, I have to give a highlight to the, uh, the classic two rival love interests have a heart to heart where the girl pretends to sleep. Twilight moment. <laughs> um, Twilight did this in, in uh, I believe, what, Eclipse, the third movie, where like Edward and Jacob are like yeah. having a heart to heart about Bella and she's like sleeping in the tent trying to stay warm or whatever and pretending yeah. to be asleep. Um, <laughs> basically, the exact same thing happened in this movie. Uh, Katniss is trying to sleep. Gail and Peta are having a heart to heart about what's best for her. And uh, she overhears it and, I don't know, just, I guess, decides, fuck Gail, um, wow. which we'll get to. Uh, but yeah, I was like, this Twilight did it better. You know, it's not as good if one of them is not like, you know, hugging her to his body for body warmth <laughs> for so warm. she doesn't die yeah. in the cold. <laughs> Shout out. I yeah. will say I appreciate Gail not being into her kids, though, right? Because that's what oh, Edward, or not Edward, true. the other or like one, Gail Jacob go did, for right? Yeah. or something. Yeah, yeah. that's, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know? Twilight is so cursed. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next one, Amelia. Uh, okay, I liked the Julianne Moore death scene. I thought that was funny. Not funny, I'm sorry, I take that back. Not funny, but just like, woo! It was entertaining. It yeah, was entertaining. Yeah, it was. She really was like, dramatic, oh, like very dramatic. Bad. Like, oh my God, she got hit with an arrow. And then when she died and then Philip Seymour Hoffman took the time to yet again be like, well, everyone didn't think you were going to do it, but I knew you would because you're the Mockingjay and I was telling everybody that. Like he was still <laughs> bragging, right? Well, and like maybe it wasn't the most appropriate time, but I right, like right, that. Right, That's yeah. true. Not, not the best time for like a told you so. Right, um, right. But I will say uh, in that scene, the article that I was reading last week about Philip Seymour Hoffman, since this was the last movie that he filmed and he didn't get to finish it. Um, apparently in the books, Plutarch has this big monologue where he meets Katniss like in the cell after she kills President Coyne and he actually... In the movie, it's a letter that mm. uh, Hamish reads to her, which they had to do because Philip Seymour Hoffman was mm. no longer around to do that scene. But in the article, they were like, Philip Seymour Hoffman probably took this role because of that monologue, because it's like really <gasps> oh. powerful in the books. And then he didn't get to do it. And I have to say, it does not hit in letter form. Yeah. It just doesn't doesn't do the same that thing. Sucks. But, uh, but yeah, I, he would have crushed that. So, you know, mm. I guess late, yeah. late game highlight. Yeah. 
Um, another highlight, Katniss just absolutely chaotic to the bitter end. Like, mm. it's just killing, just shooting President Snow with an arrow instead of confronting her about what she did. Like, just pointing at President, not President Snow, President Coin, excuse me. Uh, pointing at President Snow. He's like, damn, she's going to execute me. She just moves her bow up, shoots the new, newly instated president, <laughs> pretends she's going along with her until that exact moment. I'm like, was there not a less chaotic way to do this? <laughs> and, and then tries to kill herself. Never is. By right. the way, tries after- to, I'm like, you couldn't tell anyone about this. Like you couldn't, you couldn't yeah. talk this through with people, give mm-hmm. it like, let to, again, let democracy like work its magic. And which mm-hmm. eventually it does happen. But I'm like, there's just, you are just so chaotic always. Yes, to a lesser degree, less important. But the kisses that she doles out once again in this movie, (laughs) also just as chaotic as Mockingjay part one. She kisses again, both Gail and Peta, I believe, at the weirdest times. Like there's one moment, Peta... Well, I don't know. This is turning into a low light, but Peter is struggling <laughs> through basically 75% of this movie still with his like brainwashed situation. And there's like this scene where he's like really struggling and she just like pecks him. It's honestly not even that passionate. And he's like, <laughs> he like comes to and he's like, now we got to fight the Capitol or whatever. He just like completely snaps out of it. And I was like, what the fuck is going on? Okay. What is going on? What yeah. is going on? And then, truly. yeah, and then when she kisses Gail earlier on, and he's like, oh, I was like kissing a drunk person. They don't really mean oh it. Gosh. I'm like, wow, this is just tough to watch. <laughs> the kisses also that she doles out, this is nitpicking. They cannot elicit that strong of a response. No. They feel like little yeah. you know, pecks. Anyway, let's keep going. Uh, this a Last highlight. Okay, go ahead. Last highlight. Very end of the movie. Effie is saying goodbye to Katniss and Haymitch. And she, you know, hugs Katniss, whatever. Like they've, you know, been through a lot. Hugs Haymitch. Kisses him on the mouth. Where did mm-hmm. that come from? Mm-hmm. What? Did we Love miss it. something? Was it a troll? Oh, what I goes on? I actually missed that moment. A <laughs> canon couple in this movie? Were we supposed to see they this are to coming? Me now? Yeah, uh, I do ship it now. Actually, right? But yeah. I how can you not? Had no knowledge of that or memory. I don't know if it happens in the books or not, or if it was just them being <laughs> tossing it in for the shippers. Uh, but I was like, thank you, sir. Sure, why not? I wish they were in so more good. of this movie. But anyway, okay. I do too. Let's do low lights. Go ahead, Amelia. Low lights. You know what? This movie was depressing. It was depressing. Yeah. It was also really dark. Yeah. Um, yes. I couldn't see what was going on half the time. <laughs> too. I too. have a screenshot of those creepy alien creatures and I had to turn up the brightness to 100% just so we could see what they look like. Um, but yeah, this movie was depressing. I didn't like it. Sorry. No. Really Agreed. tough. Okay. <laughs> Thank uh, you. Uh, yeah, uh, I mean, it's all it's all just like uh, people dying and like, oh, we're not going to win and I'll sacrifice myself and mm-hmm. walking. Th- and it's also not like it's like constant action either. Like it, it, the first half hour is them like preparing for the final battle. And first oh. of all, there's nothing more stressful than them being like, this is it. And me being like, you have two hours left in this movie. Like nothing is about to go right. You know, like, yes. there's way too yes. much time. Uh, if there was 20 minutes left and they were like, this is it. I'm like, okay, great. We're going to win. But like, there's yeah. so much time left in this movie for literally everything to go wrong. First 45 uh, minutes, slow. slow. Yes. Very slow. So and, slow. And then like throughout just a lot of like crouching in 
uh, like, lot, yeah. in like corners and rooms and being like, what do we do now? And like, looking at the maps, groups, but yeah. And I'm like, why? Like this is just slow and, and depressing. Yeah. Do you guys not think that this should have picked up like a little bit farther than where we left off legitimately in the last seconds of the previous movie? And yes. I know yeah. part one, part two, the name lends itself to like, it's just the second part of kind of the one story they're trying to tell and mm-hmm. it's, I know it was one book and they had to deal with like a lot of plot but oh my god the fact that we were an hour plus in and Peta still is like all messed up in the head right? about Katniss and is trying to kill her he's like yeah. we gotta gotta keep it moving people we gotta pick this up kind of closer <laughs> yeah, to do. what's happening which is why there was two hours left and it was like the same the same we should have we sped it up a yeah. little bit and the Agreed. fact that they were trying to film documentary footage literally for the first two hours was insane. They should have left that at the door. Just cut it. Uh, I, had them it out as my, post. I had them as my MVP again. Uh, and then I cut it for someone else in LVP. But uh, this damn film crew, again, is out here <laughs> with Katniss in the middle of her trying to secretly kill Snow and put them in way more danger than they were previously in. Trying to, again, create propaganda with someone who yeah. refuses to cooperate. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then also like... Um, Caesar Flickerman doing these emergency broadcasts from President Snow in the middle of a war while the Capitol is under siege. I'm like, can we let him go home? Like, the media uh, just really, really, I mean, plays a huge part, I guess, in these movies, which is why they're so active in this war. But I was like, can we let them just try to stay alive, please? Do we have to be creating content at this moment? Or like, put it to post-production. You know what I mean? Let them doctor something up. Let them do the, play the reruns and just Let's try that. Right. For and a it second. also, it seems like if you have a half breed, like woman tiger, you probably have uh, effects, special effects in film. Right. You know? Right. Yeah. And right. like, I, again, like both of these presidents are also doing like Zoom broadcasts. I'm like, oh just God. let them talk. Like, you don't need someone else <sighs> right. to do it. We can go directly to the source. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It just was all very unnecessary. I was like, these people are just like out here dying trying to create content. Can we I not know. let them go I home, know. please? Do we know what happened to Caesar? Because I'm scared. No. I don't oh. know if he made it, man. Oh, no. That's sad to me. Tough. I know. Tough, oh. out, tough outro for the tooch. Um, okay. Another little light for me. Katniss and this damn bow. Listen, I get that it's your brand and you have to be consistent to your image. But at what point when you're fighting aliens in close, very close combat, do you mm-hmm. ditch the fucking bow and just grab a machine gun? Like, and I know the arrows blow up and like in certain cases, they're a very efficient weapon. But... When there's an alien like trying to bite your throat out, not yeah. an alien, we call them aliens. They're not technically, but whatever the hell they are, whatever they yeah. are, uh, like an arrow is a bow and arrow is just not it. Like you have to no. just grab a gun at some point or else like you're it's just very inefficient. Um, so her commitment okay. to her brand was too strong, too strong. Also, I feel like there weren't that many cool army contraptions. I feel like one of the better parts of watching a duck. Not, I shouldn't say dumb. An action movie or an alien movie <laughs> is that there's a bunch of cool technology with these weapons and all mm-hmm. these like contraptions that, you know, I don't know if they exist in real life, but they're really cool and do amazing things. Yeah. She's basically just had her bow and uh, that was <laughs> pretty much it. it. I wanted right. cooler, cooler stuff. It's true. Agreed. I'm like, we're yeah. in the future. Can we not do something yeah. more we're exciting in a dystopian than this? universe? Yeah. Right. Yeah. You're so Agreed. right. Uh, speaking of, again, just things that I feel like we can do better than. Uh, Katniss and Gail try to sneak into this like cap. The capital is like, oh, we'll we'll let refugees in. We'll shelter them. They're like, great. This is the perfect way to sneak in and get close to President Snow and kill him. And the disguise that they go with 
from the makeup artist who looks like a tiger and has costumes and makeup and wigs just out the wazoo is just like a hooded jacket. And Candace Everdeen, most recognizable person <sighs> in this entire dystopian world, is like, this'll do. Starts walking towards, again, with all of these refugees, like a huge crowd of people mm-hmm. with just a hood over her head uh, and is like, no one will recognize me. Someone immediately recognizes her. She turns around, sees a peacekeeper in the other direction. I'm like, you could have put on a wig. You could have mm-hmm. put on any kind of makeup. Uh, I a uh, mask. You could have killed a peacekeeper and taken his outfit. I'm like, yeah. there were so many options. And this was just the absolute worst one. And the hood immediately comes off when she starts fighting. I just, right. I, right. Incredibly dumb. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Speaking of incredibly dumb, and I promise not to go on about this for too long, but they basically at the end of this movie uh, <laughs> turn Gail into a bad guy to clear the way to, for audiences <laughs> to be like, oh, can't be Gail. Gotta, she's got to end up with PETA. Kind of solves her own problem for her mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, because I guess Gail perhaps maybe knew about President Coyne's plan to bomb this children. I don't know. It's unclear. I actually got that info from Wikipedia. It wasn't <laughs> that clear in the movie that yeah. he was really a part of it. But mm-hmm. that's literally the end of Gail. It's just he like has never seen from again he says like oh Katniss sorry and then she just like goes about her life he lives in district 2 now helping keep the peace and now she just ends up with fucking PETA and I was like (laughs) it just it just doesn't make any sense that doesn't make sense to the character it doesn't make sense for Liam Hemsworth and it just, it just, it was such an unsatisfying end to a character that we have freaking followed for so long (laughs) it's true it's true Make her make a choice, you know? (laughs) Exactly. Let her choose. Cowardly. Mm -hmm. Cowardly stuff. All right, fine. Let's do MVP real quick. (laughs) Amelia, who's your pick? I would say Donald Sutherland and Julianne Moore made great villains. Give Mm -hmm. them more villain roles. They were awesome. Um, And also Jenna Malone. She was feisty in this, and I liked it. Yeah, very fun. Yeah. Um, I have an LVP. And I have to give it to Katniss's mom, who's got to be just an all-time useless movie parent. <laughs> Katniss could have been an o- orphan, and these movies would have been exactly the same. Her oh mom my God, you're literally so Literally right. nothing. She showed up at the <laughs> wedding, and I was like, that blonde woman looks familiar. And then I was like, oh, that's Katniss's fucking mother. <laughs> yeah. And, and has sat by prim dies, nothing. Not even a nothing. reaction. I know. She does really? not help her daughter in The Hunger Games. She does not help her daughter fight a war. No. She doesn't even help her other daughter stay alive or like be a nurse <laughs> literally the most useless person in this entire series and like just did not have to exist at all she also didn't get the cat no where is she right. now I don't know it doesn't matter because Candace like is a grown adult who has never needed her because she's useless Agreed. Uh, I just <laughs> totally. absolutely incredibly useless movie parent I was in awe actually yeah. when I started thinking about it mm-hmm. Uh, my MVP is Katniss for just dealing with never-ending shitstorms. For I don't know actually how long this timeline is between kind of post that oh, final quarter quell games and this, but feels like a while. Feels like I'd get really tired of this, and she just has to keep going. Yeah. Um, okay, let's do lightning round questions. In this movie, what was the best rebellion fit, Amelia? Um, I just thought it was funny that they were all wearing the most drab jumpsuits to that wedding. Because, you know, I mean, what right. else are they going to wear? Phoenix wedding. Yeah. yeah. But like literally in the like one of the worst colors. And it's just like, oh, this is again, depressing. It's on the trend. Kind of culty. Like Finnick and yes. his wife are in like regular outfits. I think Effie uh, managed to make something happen. And then literally everyone else is in the same gray like prison jumpsuit. I was like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah. this is weird. This is weird energy to this mm-hmm. wedding. Yeah. 
Um, I do have to give it up for Katniss's hair, which has looked great throughout this entire series. Looks especially great for someone who's been in a bunker for months. Like there is Mm -hmm. a Dyson air wrap or there is something in there with her (laughs) uh, because she, the waves look great. It's frizz free. Uh, She's got some fun ponytails in this movie, switching it up a little bit, getting Mm -hmm. rid of the braid temporarily, although she brings back at the end. Um, And yeah, just, just great hairstyling. You got to make it work, I guess, when you have the jumpsuit to work with. Agreed. Um, and then I, other, I guess, hair note is that Coin, which is Julianne Moore, uh, got a bob immediately after she won. Like she was like, <laughs> hot girl bob. Uh, I am the new president of this world. Mm-hmm. Uh, just chopped it right off. She comes out for her, you know, President Snow's execution in this like very dramatic caped blazer <laughs> with the matching bob. She looks great. Yeah. Yeah. It's a really good evil president makeover. <laughs> Unsubtle, but effective. Uh, and I really, I really enjoyed uh-huh. it. Speaking You're of that so moment, right. when she comes out, both Katniss, Coin, and Chrisita, Chris. Yeah, yeah, sure. They're all wearing fake eyelashes, which is (laughs) fine and I get, but for coming from like a whole last two hours of them being like really in the throes of battle, like it looks so unnatural actually. And all three of them are wearing it. And I'm like, I guess for a special occasion, you do kind of throw those (laughs) on. It took me out a little bit. I was like, this doesn't look right. You can't kill President Snow without fake eyelashes on. She like couldn't see. Like they obviously looked very heavy on her. Jennifer Lawrence is like did. squinting trying to find her aim. <laughs> maybe that's why she missed the wrong president. You know? Maybe, maybe. Okay. Blame it on the eyelashes. That's Guys, funny. final ruling. This is where it counts. Oh, now man. that we finished, are you team Gail or team PETA? And choose wisely. Man, okay, I'll say this. Jennifer Lawrence has much better chemistry with Liam Hemsworth uh, yes. than she does Josh Hutcherson. Josh Hutcherson is just a non-entity in this. I'm sorry. I know some of you are super team PETA, but... There's no, it's like brother sister energy I'm getting from them. Is, Jennifer yeah. Lawrence mm-hmm. and Liam Hemsworth are will they, won't they, like great chemistry. But who should Katniss end up with in the end? Honestly, I thought, why not Mahershala Ali's cult, uh, character? And then he died. Uh, he so then I him. said, what about Steel Finnick away from Annie, who seems just the, the most boring <laughs> woman alive? You know, I know, I do love Finnick a lot. And he's a hottie. Yeah, totally. But then you know what? He died too. So I don't know. Anyway, I just like be alone. Be with yourself, honestly. Amelia, I have to know. Were you typing these in and then correcting them as people yes, got killed off? Because the way she typed it was goes, honestly, how about Mahershala Ali's character? Oh, wait, never mind. He dies. Sad face. <laughs> oh, how about Steel Finnick away? Uh, never mind. He dies too. Sad face. <laughs> so you were updating it in real time as they got killed off. Yeah. Damn. I was not expecting either of them to die. And especially like the Finnick death was real. I mean, oh, I know. Screams. Our and guy I was like, deserved Ooh. better. He deserved he better. Did. Yeah, for he sure. Did. Yeah. So, um, yeah, yeah I, those were both better options to be sure. Had they lived, um, had they lived yeah. you know, I agree with Liz as far as like, it was just kind of a cowardly creative way out to make Gail a bad guy at the very end. I agree that it does not match uh, his character arc. Um, However, in this movie, he is too ready to kill civilians right off the top. He's like, let's do an avalanche. Let's trap people in. It's a war. If they die, they die. I'm like, ooh, that's that's tough. (laughs) Uh, And then, and like, I know it's a fake dystopian world, like gotta do what you gotta do, but he just really buys hard into like Coin's cult. Um, And the prim thing is like the final straw. I'm sorry if you didn't know, but 
Uh, yeah, I got to land on Team PETA. I agree uh. that they do not have good chemistry. Uh, but I will say Josh Hutcherson, actually decent actor. Totally. And, and totally like, decent actor. There wasn't any point where I was like, like, I thought he was miscast, but there wasn't any point yeah. where I was like, that was really bad. You know? Yeah, yeah, Which, yeah. Agreed. Uh, it's Agreed. not the case for, you know, something like Twilight or something. So, um, yeah. you know, I it, it's got to be PETA, but I agree that, like, even in the last scene of them with their kids, I'm like, you are, you know, platonic life partner. <laughs> yes, <laughs> exactly. Maybe that's it. They have a companionship yeah. that... But so did Gail. And Gail and her actually chemistry. I felt really sad how that ended. I didn't remember that. I knew she picked PETA, I believe. Mm-hmm. But, like, yeah. it's just... Uh, it's a cop out. It is a cop out. Yeah, um, and this was the last good Liam Hemsworth role that he ever did. Oh. So I gotta give it to Gail. Um, Understandable. Oh. We're all pulling for you though for another action movie. He'll come maybe. back someday. Yeah. Okay. In your guys' opinion, and guess what? We all agreed. What was the best movie of the four? Surprise, surprise. It's got to be the second one. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's a banger. It just is. It really is. It, it really is. is. It hits. Yeah. I might watch it again soon. That was a really Dude, good movie. It's, it's pretty really good. good. Um, I added this last minute last night and I appreciate you both filling this out. So I'm curious, would you have rather watched one like three and a half hour long saga of both of these Mockingjay stories being tied up to one and being wrapped up in one movie? Or would you have rather suffered through both of these separately? Because we have suffered through these. We, we, <laughs> we have, have suffered. We have suffered. Do you know We've how many random things I've accidentally downloaded getting to these movies on two <laughs> yes. sites? Especially that damn Hulu. <laughs> yeah. Um... I would say the fact that I read all of these books and was excited for three out of four of these movies and saw, I think, three out of four of them in theaters and then never watched the fourth one uh, kind of speaks for itself. I think yeah. that I think I would have done better with one long ass last movie because at least I would have seen it, you know, whereas like yeah. I literally yeah. this is the first time I've ever seen this movie and I was very invested in this series at the time. Yeah. But like, it's just so depressing and really, both yes. of the last two movies are depressing. But at, at least, like, with the buildup and then the payoff, I think it would have been easier to watch on its own, even if it was super long. Agreed. Yeah, same. Yeah. Just, yeah, I, just sit down and get it over with. Right. We'll see what we do next. Uh, this actually was good. This bought us a couple weeks. Uh, <laughs> but we'll keep you guys posted on um, our next cringe mode next week. Okay, let's do tea times unanswerable questions. Um, Amelia, go ahead. Should I get into the WWE slash wrestling in general? Because it's exciting. Thank you. Well, this weekend was WrestleMania 38, and I found myself watching a few wrestling documentaries over on Discovery Plus because they have added all the Vice wrestling shows. And um, I think China, Joni Lauer, um, is a really interesting character. You know, I think Hulk Hogan is really interesting. I think all these wrestlers are very interesting and I've watched their life stories and wrestling is just, it's a really popular niche, uh, entertainment uh, company, I guess. And you know what? It led me to watching some compilations on YouTube and (laughs) I'm not joking. It was really funny because this wrestling is so camp. It is so mm-hmm. <laughs> over oh, the top. It's it there's honestly I was thinking about this. There's a lot of um comparisons that can be made to drag and I don't mean that. I mean that as an honest respectable comparison. Um you know, they're both high on entertainment value. They're mm-hmm. both popular and have bled 
over into the mainstream, obviously wrestling probably more than drag, uh, but they both use personas or aliases. Mm-hmm. They both mm-hmm. high on fashion, high on drama, have mm-hmm. these like storylines. Yeah. Yep, high mm-hmm. theatrics. The only thing I don't like about wrestling is the violence. That can mm. be hard to watch. But other than that, I'm kind of I'm into that. All, you're all in. <laughs> I'm I'm all in. I'm into the entrances. They have these. There's this one guy called the Undertaker, and his whole thing is that he's like a he's a death Undertaker dude, and he's just like walking up on stage, and he's wearing like a little leotard, but it's like in a dark trench coat, and he's got the stringy black hair, and he's wearing like a hat, and and this is music, and it takes him like five years to get on stage, but everyone's like, yeah. And, you know, they give The Rock like a freaking flamethrower and he's just like blazing everything. There's I'm another- really into this for you, Amelia. <laughs> Thank you. It it's- makes sense. It actually really it makes sense for the things that you enjoy. <laughs> and there probably needs to be more women talking about the WWE. So freaking go yeah. for it, Amelia. Thank Dive you. right in. Okay. You know what you should- you should watch uh, Andre the Giant, not to plug like our own oh company's document, but it's really I good. I really okay. liked it. I will. Yeah, and it's I'll on HBO. It. Perfect. Okay. Perfect. So the answer is yes. Yes. I agree. Yes. I agree. <laughs> All right, Kate, what's your question? Um, my question is, I posed this to the Tea Time uh, group chat last week after I saw this news. Um, my question is, what do your oldest Instagram likes look like? Instagram has made it so that you can go on your profile and uh, you go to your profile, you go to menu and activity, and then you Mm. choose your interactions and you can sort your likes from oldest to newest. You can see when you first made your Instagram account, whenever hellish year that was, (laughs) what posts you first liked and you can go in order. And oh my God, first of all, like emotionally prepare yourself. Um, (laughs) But my question uh, to both of you and to myself is please expose yourself and share just the general vibe of what your first likes looked like because mine were so much worse than I ever imagined. Uh, the I, We talked about the word chuggy uh, a while back when it was a thing. And it, we talked about how it was difficult to explain. Uh, but my Instagram likes from 2012 just absolutely sum it up. Yours yeah. really are. It's amazing. It's actually incredible. I was liking you know the fluorescent tank tops with the pink skirts and the nail art. And the Chevron, the Chevron. Oh, so much Chevron. <laughs> so much Chevron. I liked so there much were Chevron. The mustache thing, like mustache bracelets, mm-hmm. uh, things that were like, um, I wonder what the person I'm going to marry is doing right now. Um, <laughs> I'm looking. I'm literally looking at like the grid right now, like polka dot phone cases. Yeah, the phone and, cases. Yeah, uh, makeup. I also like seem to be in like an Emmy Rossum phase, which <laughs> oh, I don't even remember. Which is the perfect time happening. Yeah. There's this tank top that I liked that says keep calm and work out with a bow on the with back. With a bow on the back. Um, yeah, mine was oh a lot gosh. of keep calm and carry on. Those posters yeah. were it back in the... That was yeah. like the they epitome were. of decor. They it's were. It, like, it even like tracked the exact week that I became a One Direction fan in 2012. Because then it, like, it transferred over to like a lot of Zane, which apparently I liked Ooh. Zane first, which I didn't even know. Wow. Um, but just absolutely illuminating. Amelia, what were, what were yours? I know you sent them to us, but I can't remember. Yeah, it was. There are a lot of really bad shots of like uh, um, landscapes. And, okay, great. Yeah, a lot of bad lighting. But oh, a lot of heavy filters on yours, heavy, I believe. With yeah. the borders. Remember when the borders mm-hmm. were really big and everyone just the used vignettes. the ones on? Yeah. Yes, yes. So they had, what was what the names were like? X-Fi and Loma. Right. And uh, <laughs> they had other weird names. But yeah, and the, a lot of those. A lot of those. So. 
Liz, what were yours? It's the same. It's chevron. It's statement right. necklaces. It's Lena Dunham before she yeah. became who she is today. And I, and it's actually, you know what I miss a little bit is there's a lot of food photos that I like. None of them Ooh. look good. They're heavily filtered. They're like yeah. a homemade kind of chicken plate or something. But we used to Instagram the shit out of all of our meals. That and is so funny. I miss the, the kind of like, you know, low stakes, kind of you throw low something stakes, up. Right. You know, thing mm-hmm. like that now. It's gotta yeah. be so curated and like perfect. But yeah, totally. a lot of really Didn't you have like stuff. some Harry like a Harry Potter quote or something? Yes. It's oh, like, yeah. you know, turn on the light and everything will be okay. It only you can turn <laughs> on the light. Goes. Whatever that what's that quote? Turn on uh, the I don't light. Remember. Turn it's about like darkness and light. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. Yeah. If only um, you remember to turn on the light or something right, like that. It's right, a lot right. of that. And you know, what was big? Was Sorry, there a celebrity on. that you guys like followed back then that you cause like mine, like in addition to Emmy Rossum, I have a lot of Lucy Hale and Victoria Justice. <laughs> Oh my god! On here, <laughs> um, and Mike's I think part of that was Kaling. like I think I really liked their hair situation. Mm. So you were more sophisticated than I was, at least in 2012. I'm years um, older than you, you know. So it's just yeah, it's like a year and a half. <laughs> um, but yeah, I just it, I saw a lot of people's that were worse than mine. Luckily, a lot of people were sharing them on Twitter. A lot of people had like um, like Twilight fan art or like, yeah. like <laughs> oh my god, Doctor Who like edits and stuff. So I was like, it could have been worse. At least I was just like incredibly chuggy. Yeah. Um, I love that. You also had a tough. random like turquoise jewelry. A lot thing. of turquoise jewelry in there <laughs> oh, too. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know you were a 65 year old woman from Arizona. It was was actually, the amount of chug was actually stunning to me. Uh, (laughs) I just did not remember going through that in my life, but apparently I did. Or I wanted to. I think it was like aspirational, you know? Like I think I really was like, I want to look like this. uh, And dress dress like this, which I don't know that I did, but that might be worse. Um, We tried. So yeah, if you, just a general PSA, if you do this, uh, just be ready for what you may discover about yourself. Yeah. Uh, you may yeah. not be ready. Um, Agreed. Um, last thing, we're wrapping up because we love a skincare update. I save this to the end. But Amelia, I've been curious for days. I've been seeing it online. Something happened to your poor skin. And it doesn't yeah. look like anything right now, but you've been tweeting and Instagramming Thanks. about it. What happened to your skin barrier and how can we fix it? There's a Sephora <sighs> sale going on, so. Thank you. Well, um, I think it's finally starting to recover, but I broke out also in a horrible rash on my neck, which I think was eczema. Um oh. Yeah, because I took those and I honestly still recommend them, the Dennis Gross Alpha Beta peels. But mm-hmm. oh, yeah, I, I heard about this. Yeah, I used them, I think, a little too frequently. Mm-hmm. And and they really strip off everything from your skin. Like they work. And then on top of it, I used a stronger retinol for the first time. Oh. And I am an idiot and literally did not follow the back of the um the product where it says one pump. And I, I thought oh. one pump was too little. And I was like, okay, well, okay, one pump for my forehead and one pump for the no, rest of my I know it was it's like my own stupid fault. Like I'm actually stupid. So then I my face was burning. And I bet, it, I bet it, it was. It was burning pretty bad. I used the Kiehl's uh, micro dosing or whatever. And I think I just need to, you know, the next time I try it, God knows when that'll be, but um, just like once a week and build up from there because I was mm-hmm. doing it every night yes. and a couple pumps, which is again, stupid, really stupid, really dumb. And I learned my lesson, but um, don't do that. And uh, so my whole skin, you know, those, and I've never actually done them, but the baby feet 
masks that you can buy where you oh, yeah. put, and they peel off your feet. It, that oh, happened but to my face. Like it oh, was God. so flaky. Oh my and God. Just, no, it was really bad. It was really bad. But I was really scared and I, <laughs> and the best thing I bought and it's, you can find it at Target. I've, I've got it here. It's called the La Roche-Posay Triple Repair Moisturizing Cream. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that stuff is great. It is amazing. It saved my face. So I highly recommend that. And then also a recommendation from one Liz Kelly, the Elta MD. Yeah. uh, Yes. Broad spectrum SPF 46 uh, sunblock sunscreen. And you have to use a bunch of sunscreen, apply it literally every two hours uh, at least uh, because your face gets a lot, you know, more sensitive. So um, I've been doing a lot of moisturizing. (laughs) It was my own dumb fault. So yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. Prayers up. If you guys have any uh, barrier relief recommendations, send them to Amelia. <laughs> yeah. Amelia, this is what you get for having perfect skin. Like, I don't mess around with anything. I don't dare do anything. I feel like that was kind of <laughs> daring of you to, like, try to it exfoliate was. and then put retinol on. But that's what happens when you got perfect skin like you because you're like, oh, I gosh, can do it. No. I, like, Sorry. take everything, do, like, you know. <laughs> tiny bit. Well, I'm really you're gonna, happy that you're, you're going to look like a Thanks. newborn baby. Once it all well, that's sloughs true. off and you grow you your are. new skin, <laughs> you're going to be like, you look yeah. okay now. Yeah. I can't. Thank you. Look you. Good. Yeah. Well, yeah. I'm definitely really moisturized again. I, I'm moisturizing every 30 minutes, if not oh yeah, my you know, God. sooner. Just but it's okay. Up, just slather Truly on. lubing up my entire face. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Agree. Maybe you should try slugging now. This is a good time. Please wrap it back. Can be good. Okay. Great. That's it. Um, thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you to Mike for covering Kaya's yeah. out. Thank you for Ooh, listening Mike. and suffering through all that. So, um, yeah, I'm Liz Kelly. I'm Kate Alwell. And I'm Amelia Wedemeyer. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. You might say all kinds of stuff when things go wrong, but these are the words you really need to remember. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. They've got options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.